From WXXI and the Little Theater, this is Movies in a Microphone, Oscar Preview Edition. I'm your host, Scott Pukas, and today I'm joined by two people that will need no introduction for our longtime listeners. We have Rochester City newspaper writer and film critic Adam Lubitow. Thanks for coming back, Adam. I appreciate you not running away. Thanks for allowing me back. <laughs> I do allow. It's I need to give permission. <laughs> um, I'm also joined by movie super fan and PBS nerd Jackie McGriff. Uh, I need a side note here. Both Jackie and I work at WXXI, and she's my favorite person to run into uh, for a stop and chat in the hallways. We always just end up talking about movies yeah, for a long time, and it's much. great. So thanks for joining us yeah, again. Thanks for having me. Uh, and I had a nice little transition there, if you notice. Speaking of PBS nerds, uh, Jackie, you can explain the PBS Nerd Initiative to us a little, please? Yeah, sure. So it's something we just launched. Um, it's a way to like really engage with like um, people in our community, and it's a way to celebrate nerddom. So if there's something that like you're really passionate about, like for me, it's movies, um, there's a way to do that uh, on our website. It's at wxxi.org slash nerd. Right now, I'm actually doing a challenge, and you can set up challenges, and you can either have people donate or uh, do uh, what you're calling for in the challenge. So my challenge is... Um, Oscar-nominated films viewing challenge. So if you, like for every ticket stub that you post with with the hashtag PBS or yeah PBS Nerd um, or Oscar Nerd Seventeen, um, you get entered into a drawing to win tickets to the Little. Um, if you yeah, do, little. yeah, <laughs> if you do that and also post like your ballot for who your Oscar picks are, you actually get uh, entered into another drawing where you'll get to be on our Oscars Reviews um, podcast. So just go to uh, org slash nerd and then um, just start typing in Oscars into the um, search box and then you'll see my challenge and then you can sign up. Which is a huge honor, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. But it'll be fun. And, and anyone listening to this hopefully would be someone that would want to come yeah. on here and talk movies with us. It's fun. Um, and who doesn't like to, you know, go see the Oscar movies, fill right. out ballots, do right. all that fun stuff. Uh, so we, I'll probably have you give another reminder at the end. But sure. anyone listening, please check that out. It's an awesome thing. Uh, we'll get right into right into the meat of it here. So before we um, talk about the Oscars, what I want to do is uh, every year, Adam writes the Lubies for City Newspaper. Was, is this the fourth year or the fifth? This is the fourth year. Fourth year. Okay. Do, you, do you want to explain a little what the Lubies... I mean, I can, but I figured you'd be, you'd sure. be better. <laughs> yeah, um, they're just my way of honoring films and performances that I feel have been overlooked in the award season discussion. And uh, the the prize is a golden everything burrito because who really wants... Uh, you know, gold statue to just sit around and collect dust, but everyone can enjoy delicious Mexican food. So I will note that Adam did not bring in burritos. <laughs> <laughs> this is a disappointing development for sure. Next time, I promise. <laughs> okay, I think you said that last year, though. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm not sure Boiled. though. We can we can check later. Uh, but so we'll dive into it. Can you give us a preview of? And where can people look for the Lubies this year as well? Um, they are up online right now at rochestercitynewspaper.com, and they will be in this week's paper out Wednesday. Okay. So whenever this comes out. This will out. probably come <laughs> out on the day. So probably when you're listening to this, it will be out, and you could pick up the city newspaper on a newsstand near you. But for now, can you give us a, a preview, a little taste, perhaps? Um, so we start with, um, I gave an award for the Most Glorious Idiocy Award. <laughs> um to an actor, uh, Tom Bennett, for the film Love and Friendship. Um, if anyone saw that, it was uh, Whit Stillman's uh, adaptation of uh, Jane Austen novella. And he played a spectacularly stupid suitor of Kate Beckinsale's uh, character, and he was fantastic. He was just a complete moron and hilarious every second <laughs> he was on screen. That almost, I think that takes better acting to play the moron, yes. as, unless exactly. you actually are it's, a moron. It's that. harder than you think to, to play stupid on screen, and he does it so well. All right, so Jackie, each year we each come up with kind of our own version of the Lubies or kind of our own fun categories. Uh, you mentioned one before the podcast. Do you have one that you could share with us, a, a Jackie Award, if you will? Yeah, mine's a little more like, I don't know. Do you I don't give out say food? <laughs> I don't. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but it would be like best casting. Um, and I'm thinking back to like last year's 
um, Oscars because like I didn't I didn't know anything about the movie Spotlight, nothing about the plot. I just saw it, a post about it on Twitter. And it was just a picture of like the cast in the scene. And I said, I don't care what it's about. I need to see this. It's all like really great actors. And like you just go down the bill. And I'm just like, I need to see this movie because all these incredible actors are in it. So I think and I and I plus I don't think like casting directors get as much recognition as they deserve really because that's that's a hard job to to be able to really just go through the script and pick out who you think would you know do the story justice and so I think best casting should definitely be a category in the Oscars for mm. lubies the <laughs> <laughs> or both, or well, both. <laughs> so much depends on the casting like if you yeah. I think about any like famous movie like uh any Daniel Day Lewis like as Lincoln like what if someone else is Lincoln you know it's right. like it just I mean, I mean that's probably not the best example but um just the casting it just is so much like comes down to yeah. that aspect so it is I agree it is underrated uh, I had one. Did you have anything to say about the the casting? Oh no, I was just going to say that. Yeah, it's it's an underrated art form. The the casting director's job, mm-hmm. and yeah, you can tell they've they've done their job well when you watch a movie and you can't even imagine anyone else playing the mm-hmm. part that you're seeing on screen. So we're all in agreement. This is great. <laughs> we probably won't be all in agreement in all these things. So I have one. Uh, this is uh, best supporting actor that you'll laugh at. When I first mention it, but if you've seen the film, you will agree. And that is Daniel Radcliffe in Swiss Army Man. Yes. The guy is <laughs> fantastic. I know, Adam, you've mentioned this in the past, too. It, that was such a good performance. And you could say, oh, well, he's a farting corpse. That How could that be good? That can't be good. But if you've seen the film, oh my gosh. you would know that it's amazing. I just remember sitting there thinking, and I was thinking this during the whole time, like, what am I watching? Like, how, like <laughs> what made me, like... Get the ticket to Swiss Army Man and just go and see this. And then, like, afterwards, I was just like, no, this is totally worth it. Because Daniel Radcliffe, seriously, like, as a farting corpse, is one of the funniest things, if not the funniest thing, I saw, like, last year. It was it was just amazing. Like, and, like, to play someone, like, who's dead and to give him <laughs> life. You know what I mean? Like, oh, it's yeah. just, it's a very difficult position to be in. And Daniel Radcliffe did it. Very well. Is I it mean, too late to put all that in a movie poster? I mean, can we get A twenty four? Be like, <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe is the farting corpse is the best. Yes, he's a multifaceted <laughs> movies in a microphone corpse. podcast. Yes, thank you. <laughs> did I did I steal one from you, Adam? I was thinking you might have that on oh, there. No, actually, I didn't... I didn't put that on there. Oh, okay, I thought you might. I was trying to trying to get into your head. <laughs> see. All right, can you uh, give us another taste of uh, of one of these golden burrito luby? Sure. This one I was actually worried I might steal from you, but uh, I gave my breakout star award to Black Phillip from The Witch, Uh (laughs) um, who is an evil goat in the New England folk horror story, and he gives by far the best animal performance on screen all year. (laughs) He was so good. I was actually a latecomer to to The Witch, though. I was someone who didn't see it until everyone's like, you have to see this. And I was like, seriously, what's wrong with you? You haven't seen this yet. Uh, And I watched it and I totally agree with you. It was such a, it was so good. And and that's another one that if you just explain, you're like evil goat, that doesn't sound good. Yeah. It's it's, it's tough to describe. (laughs) You just, you just need to see it because yeah, he is scary and oddly intimidating. And uh, yeah, Black (laughs) Phillip. And both those movies are A24 ones, too, which had a very strong year, especially with the the weird movies, uh, which happens to be one of mine on here, Best Conversation Starter, The Lobster, which we obviously did a podcast, a live podcast, and we talked about that a lot, so we won't dive into it here, but... The lobster is such a good because it's yeah. it's dark, it's weird. Uh, you have people turning into animals. You have just craziness happening. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And yeah, Colin Farrell uh, deserved award recognition because uh, he's he's so good in it mm-hmm. in his deadpan schlubby performance. Right. <laughs> and his, his like beer his gut is a yeah. character yeah. within itself. Right. Exactly. <laughs> All right, Jackie. If you have any other ones, you could if you think of one, you could just dive in. Uh, but for now, we'll go back to Adam. How many lubies did you want to preview? You don't have to go through the oh, whole list. I mean, but... however many you want me to. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> I, mean, I, have I demand more. <laughs> you say, and I do have just general like acting categories too. I gave a supporting actor, an actor, uh, and actress. Okay. Well, we'll dive into that. Maybe that'll be part of the Oscar conversation. But sure. Yeah, give us another another luby that you have here that might. Uh, 
Um, I awarded best dance sequence uh, to A Bigger Splash. <laughs> All due respect to La La Land, but uh, in that film, uh, uh, Ray Fiennes has an extended dance scene where he dances to uh, a song from the Rolling Stones, and it is phenomenal. He has the most amazing dad dance moves you have ever seen. <laughs> it's it's so good. It's worth checking out for that alone, then. Yes. I mean, the movie itself is, is fantastic, <laughs> but that scene is is amazing. So I have a question. The 2015 winner was at Ex Machina for that award, Best Dance. This is a new award, actually. <laughs> Although I oh, did give an award. I don't remember what I called it, but I did give... Uh, Oscar Isaacs an award for for that scene. <laughs> that was a great dance scene. Too. Like, it was. What is happening? <laughs> <laughs> we need more random dance scenes in movies. We Absolutely. demand that in 2017. We've earned weird dance moves in movies. We've earned that one thing. Uh, so uh, one thing I've always been advocating for is a best comedy Oscar. Um, I think last year I might have actually picked a short for it. I think I might have done the World of Tomorrow. Um, which is kind of cheating, but that, that made me laugh a lot. But this year, uh, there was a couple of funny ones, but I really like Don't Think Twice for it. Um, even though it wasn't all comedy, it had some very dramatic elements. And it was more of a, uh, a meditation on failure and you know people within the improv community mm-hmm. trying to make it big and just their lives. Um, but the, having said that, the improv scenes were hilarious. And I was la- I had, like tears laughing. So uh, that was my best comedy pick. I don't know if you guys. I didn't ask you to think of this at a time, so I don't know if the top of your head. I think I know, m- might know what Adam's pick for best comedy might be the. Oh no, I'm afraid to say. <laughs> is it pop star? Yeah, I mean, my first my first thought went to Don't Think Twice, but yeah, no, pop star is definitely up there, <laughs> which I haven't seen. So, so maybe I shouldn't be the one picking that, but but Don't Think Twice was at the little, so I can I can give a shout out to that. <laughs> Jackie, do you have a movie that really made you laugh? Mm, <laughs> She's like, know. I hate comedies. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm the super serious one. Only movies really not... that make me cry. Right? Yeah, only movies that make you cry, make you think, make you upset. I don't know. I don't know. I. It's not that I don't love comedy. It's just like a lot. Of, I don't know. I'm more of like a British humor person. I don't know. <laughs> Which is still comedy. Which is still comedy, <laughs> but it, you know, it's not something that everyone like likes or is like is to their taste. So I don't know. I can't really think of one right at the moment. I put you on but, the spot. That was yeah. Well, bad host. I mean, but well, no, because it's <laughs> like comedy isn't my isn't really my genre. So that's why I probably can't come up with one because I keep coming up with like things that have been made like years ago. And so I would not (laughs) be the person to speak to about that. But I mean, yeah, I think in, especially when it's done well, I mean, like I think at the core of comedy is somewhere something true. And I think, you know, when they say it's, it's funny because it's true. And a lot of comedy has to do with, um, well, what am I trying to say? It's like it's at its core is when you're talking about a certain subject and people are laughing about it, there's also some deep truths to what, you know, people can say through comedy. So I think comedy is very important and it's often overlooked and that's a shame because, again, like in we make humor out of things that are like super serious, you know, mm-hmm. just to kind of it's, it's like a coping mechanism, at least for me. Like I that's how I deal with things is through humor. So I feel like comedy is just as important as drama or sci fi or um, like romantic or you know, any other genre. So that was a really good answer. By the way. <laughs> like, I don't have anything. Let me drop this awesome monologue on you now <laughs> out of nowhere. <laughs> and the Academy Award. Go- no, OK. Um, yeah. So that was good. Uh, OK, so Adam, I'll have you give maybe one. Possibly two more lubies if you have it, but at least one. Like, give us a good one here. Not that they're, not, they're all good. No pressure. Um, oh, God. Oh, pressure. Um, <laughs> Don't let it me down. <laughs> uh, I gave an award for uh, She Can Do Anything uh, to Janelle Monet, oh, um, okay. who I love as a singer, but this year was in not one but two of the films nominated for Best Picture, and she was amazing in both of them, Moonlight and Hidden Figures. Um, and th- this was her first time on screen for both of these, and she made a pretty amazing case for herself as a movie star from here on out, and I am fine with that <laughs> because she's fantastic. 
She was fantastic in Moonlight. And we were talking about before we started rolling here, uh, best ensemble cast, if that mm-hmm. was one, then definitely Moonlight, I mm-hmm. think, would be the front runner. There are probably other ones I can't think of right now. But uh, when, when you mentioned Spotlight, the first one for this year that popped in my head was Moonlight because you could you could say that about her performance. There's so many performances that mm-hmm. you could just say yeah. that, like, oh, oh, this person was great, this one. But no one had a lot of screen time just because of the format of the story mm-hmm. um, going through different time periods. Uh, but just everyone was was fantastic yeah. in that. Uh, we will be talking about Moonlight more, I'm sure, as we as we go on. Um, so I'll give I'll give one more uh, here. My my last one on this list was biggest movie villain of the year, and it was not Darth Vader. Uh, it was I don't want to give I don't want to give a specific name because it's kind of a spoiler. But it was someone in Tickled documentary about. <laughs> competitive tickling um and it's just a diabolical person that um this reporter david farrier uh investigates through which started off as just a a kind of an entertaining story on competitive tickling Mm -hmm. and it turns in this investigation to this dark and i I call this person evil at least of what of what is shown on the film and then it just led to some real life weirdness as like at some of the screenings this guy would show up and start heckling the cast um I, I think he's earned the, the title of biggest movie villain, is my opinion. Wow. <laughs> I would sign off on that. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah it's, it's tough to talk about since, yeah, you don't want to give things away. but Yeah, yeah. so that's, that's kind of sidestepping. But I would I would highly recommend Tickled if you can uh, seek it out. That was There were so many good documentaries this year. Uh, Tickled, uh, which wasn't even nominated for, for Best Doc uh, Oscars. There were just so many good ones. I'm sure it was hard to hard to narrow it down. Um, I will mention, speaking of docs, we do have our One Take Film Festival this year, May 18th through 21st. So if you happen to be listening and are a big fan of documentaries, please circle that in your calendar. Save the dates. It'll be great. Uh, so we're going to switch to talking about the Oscars. The Not as well known as the Lubies, uh, but <laughs> was still, Fair. Fair. still kind of a big deal. Uh, so they are this Sunday, so... Um, they'll be this upcoming week if you're listening. Uh, hopefully you aren't listening after they've already aired. But if you are, there could be some in- uh, unintentional comedy of us saying, I think this one will win. And and it turns out it doesn't. Uh, so we'll start off with the, the smaller categories. And by that, I mean anything that's uh, that's not the big four. So this could be screenplay, supporting actor, actress, shorts, uh, anything. So it's a wide range. Uh, we'll start with you, Jackie. Do you have anything that you are particularly uh, passionate about here? Or anything, anything that you think will win, what, that should win? Um, that's a lot. I just, I just no, 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 a lot no, no, no. It's play. fine. No, that's <laughs> that's my thinking. Um, yeah. Let's see. So. Last podcast, I think I, I spoke very high praise of Manchester by the Sea. Was this the podcast that I screwed up? <laughs> oh, I was going to yes, say, can was. we talk about it? Refer to that. As <laughs> oh, yeah. the, the lost little podcast. <laughs> so there a, There's a lost one. So your everyone's favorite host may have messed up the mic situation <laughs> on one podcast, and. All you need to know is that that was the best podcast. We were <laughs> yes. all brilliant, clever, guests. The actors came in, directors. Yeah. It was fantastic. It was <laughs> the best. It was an extravaganza. Um, and it's a real shame. And that the was mics lost were time. and the and the wrong mics were on. Um, <laughs> the producer slash host slash me takes full blame for that. I I was I was panicking like turning on the mics today. I'm like I'm gonna mess this up. It's in my head. Thanks for bringing it up, guys. <laughs> not everyone knows. It's my fault. I'm sorry. Not everyone knows they, my shame. You shouldn't have admitted it. You just said it was too too hot for, for it was censored. Yeah, there, yeah, so was many too... things you talked about that were just banned. <laughs> Nobody it, can hear this. If you send me money, then I will send you the lost copy of this. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's a lie. Oh my gosh, it's, We've it's our, truly lost. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Jackie. Anyway, so I've been talking about <laughs> movies. How much I love Manchester by the Sea. Uh, Which is, yeah, I agree. Fantastic. Yeah, uh, and I really, and, and it's it's really hard because it's it's in a category where all the other all the other ones in the category were were really good. I must actually say less so about La La Land, but I I'll talk about it later. Anyway, um <laughs> sorry, I, I anyway, I'll explain that later. But <laughs> for for original screenplay, like you have the lobster, you have Hell on Hell or High Water, which was really good. I haven't seen twentieth century women, but I've been hearing nothing but really good things about it. And it is great. Yeah. And so like Lobster, again, like we won't go into details about it just because 
like we've talked extensively about it, but I mean, those two, like those three for me, just absolutely amazing. But I think what Manchester by the Sea does is like again, it's providing some, it, it's writing like more in depth conversation or just a more in depth story surrounding grief and past pain and everything and. I think it does a tremendous job of it because I think I saw a few posts on Facebook about Manchester by the Sea and like they were taking like bits and pieces from the screenplay and matching it with like the clip kind of like what they do during the Oscars and there's well, there's one particular scene and I won't go into details because it might spoil the movie for those of you who haven't seen it but uh, it, it, it's incredible. It gives you like a new perspective on the movie. Like you're already thinking the movie, this movie is amazing. But then when you actually see the words versus like the, the actors like portraying it, it's, it's, it's powerful. So I, that's my pick for or original screenplay. Do I think it'll get it? I don't know. Um, Cause there's been a lot of talk about La La Land and like with it winning so many things or so many awards this past this past season, so I'm not sure, but that's my pick for original screenplay. Do you have a take on screenplay, Adam? Yeah, um, I think La La Land is going to win, which I think is kind of a shame. Since <laughs> even if you like that movie, I would say the screenplay is not its strongest mm-hmm. point. Even if you you're a fan, um, and yeah, Manchester by Sea, I would be totally fine. Actually, any of the others, yeah. I would be fine yeah. with winning, but I I think it's going to be La La Land. As much as that pains me to say, <laughs> but sometimes screenplay is the one where Oscar voters will go and they'll, they'll they won't do the favorite. They'll pick like a weird one. Like I don't think Lobster will win, although I'm really glad just to see a nomination. Mm-hmm. That was just so yeah. clever. Um, but I, I agree with you, Jackie. I think Manchester by the Sea, the the screenplay was what made that movie. What drove it? Yeah. it was, uh, I mean, Kenneth Lonergan is was a playwright. You know mm-hmm. that, that you know that's his thing and. Yeah. I would love to see that win. I, I have no idea. What, I'll, I'll trust Adam and say La La Land. I think is certainly the favorite, but I, I would I would be pulling. I agree with you guys. I'd be pulling for any of the other ones, right. particularly if, Manchester. I mean, by if the Manchester sea. by the Sea doesn't win, but Lobster like gets it, oh man, I would be like that would, jumping. That would off just be so wall. crazy. Like, oh my god, fun, are you yeah. kidding me? Like this is amazing, but I don't think. Not have an actual, actual lobster accept the award. <laughs> Just because, why not? (laughs) All right, Adam, any any of these smaller categories, which was every category except for four, (laughs) Yeah. um, (laughs) did you have any particular thoughts? Um, You could mention, you don't have to stick to one category. You can go with a couple if you want. Yeah, there's a lot to choose from. Um, I'll start with uh, original score. Um, I, again, I don't think it's going to happen, but I would love uh, Mika Levy for Jackie to win because I feel like that score... Pretty much more than any of the others was so much a part of that film and set the mood. I don't know if you've you've seen it. It's just this like almost dreamy, woozy kind of sound that you would not expect for a biopic about uh, Jackie Kennedy. And so it's it totally sets the mood of that film. That's kind of unnerving and uh, sets you on edge, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And she's she's sort of an up and coming composer that i feel like even if she doesn't win this year you're gonna hear more from her uh she did the score for under the skin a couple years back which Mm. also was the most memorable score that year um yeah i I would love for her to win i agree the score from jackie was one thing that and and natalie portman's acting in that film were the two things that really stuck in my head um well actually i have to have matt come in and talk about the the scores sometime he will be more than happy to do that (laughs) So, so Adam's boyfriend Matt is a score extra or uh, expert. Uh, he actually wrote a post on it, right? Of the yes, yeah, yeah. He, every year he puts together a, a little playlist of the nominated scores. Right. This is me yeah. sucking up to him, so he'll come on here later. Be like, oh, listen to that. No, also, I, just get I need praise. a copy of that too. Please. <laughs> Absolutely. And Jackie also is a big score yes. person. I should you'll have to be on that one as well. Oh my God, yes, <laughs> please. <laughs> All right. So, when do one of you guys want to dive in here with another category before we go to the big? for it can be a free-for-all whoever whoever yells one out first uh, <laughs> visual effects here we go fight for <laughs> it <laughs> visual effects uh i didn't okay so 
Uh, I only saw, let's see, Deepwater Horizon is up for one, uh, for that Doctor Strange, The Jungle Book, Kubo and the Two Strings, which I really wanted to see, didn't get a chance to see, and I felt like that would be the one, but I'm honestly thinking Rogue One might get that one. I don't know. Yeah, I'm cool I've, with Star Wars winning. Yeah, something. I mean, again, it, and I, I, and I really wish that, you know, like, more action in sci-fi movies would get more attention than just like the technical awards um but i mean if anything like, i mean you could say a, ri- a rival a rival like, well yeah that yeah, is the yeah. exception i mean there's always but then again like but... those movies will never actually win best picture and yeah yeah but... and arrival was very good that was definitely one of my favorites mm-hmm. of the year but... if we're jumping off of visual effects i i think the jungle book actually has yeah. a good shot at winning since i don't know if people realize like how much that entire movie is a special effect. Like it was shot in a warehouse in downtown Los Angeles. It was not shot on location anywhere. Like the jungle, the the background, the animals, everything is added in that. post. Well, I did yeah, not know man. that. Yeah. 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 Well, that it's, is very impressive. Yeah, <laughs> no, there was no jungle and no books involved in the jungle. Yeah, they book. have like a little occasional like a fern or two, and that the kid Mowgli. I wish I could remember the actor's name. but like it wasn't even a real kid. No, but he he was the only thing I realized. And it was his first movie. And I don't even know how someone could come in and act to nothing (laughs) when they've never even done it before. So Did they have real tigers and bears coming and stand in the place of the CGI (laughs) one so he could actually act? That would be amazing. But (laughs) I'm pretty sure it's just like a tennis ball on a stick. Amazing and tragic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to mention one. So we're playing right now at The Little... Uh, you can go to Showtimes, thelittle.org. We're playing all the um, Academy Award-nominated shorts. Uh, I've only seen the animated ones. I know Adam has seen them all. He has a preview in City, uh, so you can check that out. But for the animated one, I guess I was surprised to find out that um, – here, I'll read off the category – or the uh, the different films here. Blind Vaisha, Borrowed Time, Pear Cider and Cigarettes – Pearl and Piper. The last one, Piper, is a Pixar one, and I hadn't realized that Pixar actually hasn't won in a few years for this, and I, I do think that was my favorite of it, and anyone who's seen Finding Dory, Piper is the film that played before it with the little Piper bird uh, oh, going, playing in the cute. ocean. It, it was really adorable. cute. Yeah. Cute. Uh, and I liked it. I mean, they're all kind of similar. Borrowed Time, I think, may have had some Pixar people as well. Yeah. Um, that that looked like a Pixar one. Parasite and Cigarettes was long. I wasn't a huge fan of that one. Yeah, that one, I wasn't a huge fan of the story, but the look of it. The animation was, was amazing. amazing. Yeah. Yes, I think that was worth the nomination, the animation. Yeah. The story wasn't because it was there was no dialogue. It was all just a guy. And it was a true it was a true story, which makes it more interesting, but it just wasn't as something that uh, captured me as much as some of these shorter ones. But yeah. I agree, the animation of that was fantastic. Um, so if anyone wants to know what we're talking about and see these shorts, <laughs> you can watch them at The Little. They are still playing. Uh, showtimes at thelittle.org. Okay, we'll go to, go to you, Adam. Any more... Um, Categories, or do you want to jump into the the big stuff? Um, I don't know. Are we counting like documentary or foreign film? Are those? Oh yeah, we'll, we'll count them in the in the okay. smaller. Even though obviously for us at the little, those are huge because we love playing <laughs> documentaries. We love playing foreign language films. I just did that to kind of streamline the conversation. Keep it. Uh, I did to make it easier, but now I realize it might have made things more complicated. Uh, but please talk about the the yeah, the docs or the foreign language. Um, the the doc, as we said already, it was an incredibly strong year for documentaries, and I think it's a it's a solid category this year. Um, especially, uh, there's three of them: "I Am Not Your Negro," "OJ," "Made in America," and Thirteenth." All have kind of some over overlap in uh, subject matter, and I think the three of them actually work well. If you watch all three of them, they sort of speak to each other and sort of enrich the rest of them. Um, cause they're all, they all deal with, um, uh, oh, I'm not your Negro is the civil rights movement. Uh, OJ made in America obviously is the OJ trial, but it sort of puts it in context of, of the black experience in America. Um, and 13th, which Jackie talked about, um, on, on the lost podcast. <laughs> so maybe we can go back Wait, to you that. talked about that one <laughs> in an actual podcast too, right? Yeah. Oh, did you? I think so. Was yeah. that? <laughs> I think. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> if it was the lost one, then <laughs> please know. That, well, you had it as your... Well, it might have been the lost one, actually. <laughs> so you had it as your pick as one of the best films of the year, yes. correct? Yeah. Yes, I did. Do, do you think it'll win uh, 
win this then? Or would you pick it in this category? Have you seen any of the other ones? I have not had a chance to make it to the little and see I Am Not Your Negro. That is uh, for sure like this week I must go and watch that because ever since it came out like I've been wanting to watch it. I've seen so many promos about it. I've listened to things on NPR about James Baldwin and everything and it sounds and looks incredible. So I really want to get a chance to see that um, before I make, because I've only ever seen, I've only seen 13th out of that entire list, which I, I feel like I'm, I don't know. So actually, I don't gonna, have any merit. <laughs> I'm going to read off the whole list here just okay. for a second. Uh, we mentioned most of them, but mm-hmm. Fire at Sea, I Am Not Your Negro, Life Animated, uh, which we also played at the Little, mm-hmm. uh, OJ Made in America, and 13th, yeah. um, which are all fantastic uh life animated like i said that was part of our one take doc mm-hmm. series and i i love that movie a lot though that, that emotionally for me that really that got to me so um it was i think ron suskin is the author who wrote mm-hmm. the book it's based on a book um and it was a child with autism who used disney movies mm-hmm. to help communicate and it was just a beautiful movie uh, it was funny uh so emotionally like at most years i would be like that i would really want that to win um this year i feel uh, it has to be one of those three films that you said, just because it just culturally, <clears throat> culturally they have a bigger impact. Um, I am not your Negro as part of the Little's uh, Black Cinema series, which we're teaming up with the Rochester Association of Black Journalists (RABJ). Uh, so that debuted the series, uh, just sellout crowd, um, and I was lucky to see it with that sellout crowd, so you could hear the reaction of the crowd have we had a panel afterward um and i I hate to admit it but i wasn't super familiar with james baldwin Mm -hmm. beforehand but he just just the he had so many speeches were just like mic drop speeches and he was just so smart and i know other people have mentioned this his eyes are just so expressive and uh, he's just he was i was just riveted by mm-hmm. listening to him watching him speak uh it was definitely someone who i'm like i have to look up more of his work he seems like someone who yeah. you know i love his writing and he was just so important in a from a cultural standpoint as well um so i definitely encourage that to everyone uh you know some of these other films i haven't seen oj made in america now that's i mean that's kind of it played in theaters so it's on there but it's, it's more of a mini series right have you seen that one adam i have yeah, there's been a whole debate about whether it's actually a movie. And it did screen in theaters and a few film festivals in all its seven hours, I think, is how long the entirety is. Um, but it's it's definitely worth seeing. And as I said, it sort of gives context. And so, Adam, what's, what's your pick of, of what two things? What you think will win and what you would like to see win. And it could be the same thing, obviously. Um, actually, it's going to be the same since I, I do think O.J. Made in America is going to win since it's 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 just a, an amazing piece of work since, yeah, it's it's six, seven hours. I'm not sure the exact length, but it's it's riveting the entire way through. And, yeah, it's it's been incredibly well-reviewed, and I, I think that's going to actually take the award. It's kind of weird, the resurgence of O.J. So the FX series, O.J. Yeah. Just the People, was on it as well, which mm-hmm. also yeah. received critical uh, praise. And that's a – we won't go on a tangent because <laughs> we sometimes get on tangents. Uh, so you'd mentioned the foreign language film as well. I'm going to read off the, the categories for that. Uh, Land of Mine, which opens uh, next month at The Little. Uh, I foolishly did not write down the exact date, but please go to the little.org for showtimes. Um, a Man Called Ove, which played at The Little. The Salesman, which also opens at The Little, uh, March 3rd. I have the date for that. Uh, Tana, which I'm not familiar with. And Tony Erdman, which is now playing at The Little, but actually closes um, on Thursday, February 23rd. So did you – we'll start with Adam. Do you do you have a pick of what you'd like to see win here? Um, I, ha- I haven't seen all of them. Um, I did really uh, enjoy Tony Erdman. Um, but I would also equally be happy with, uh, the salesman. Um, and that might, uh, cause the, the predicted favorite is Tony Erdman and, uh, the salesman is sort of gaining steam since it got a boost. Uh, the director, Asghar Farhadi is Iranian and sort of became a news item when the travel ban happened mm-hmm. and it didn't look like he was going to be allowed to attend the ceremony. But then when the ban ended, he released the statement saying, he still wasn't going to come. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. people might want to vote for that one just to sort of send a message uh, in support 
Um, but it is a deserving I film. It's, it. it's great. Yeah, I was going to say, so reiterate, they'd be sending a message, but it is a very strong film. And, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. absolutely. Um, and Tony Erdman's <laughs> an interesting one. It's a three-hour, so it's German, it's a three-hour, I guess what you'd call a comedy, although I'm sure it's not all a comedy. And now they're doing a remake with Jack Nicholson and... Uh, Kristen Wiig. Uh, and Kristen Wiig. Yeah. <laughs> that's... that's I've, for good or for bad, that's when you know uh, foreign film is good, when they immediately announce that they're remaking it for American audiences. <laughs> so it's definitely worth seeing, though. But the little, obviously, we encourage people, you want to see the original. Oh, I mean, absolutely. Come on, remake. Yeah. The, the original's always you best. You can, subtitles, You don't. I don't even notice them as much. You just yeah, kind of yeah. just go with it. So, please, so that is closing on Thursday. So if you want to see it, please check it out. So we're going to move to, unless you guys have anything else you want to say about any of these here. I think I'm good. Yeah. I mean, these we could spend time in all well, these. Say, yeah. The reason yeah. I streamlined it was because I didn't want to, I don't think anyone will listen to us speak for two hours, although that would be fun. <laughs> I would, kudos <laughs> to anyone that would. Uh, okay, so we're going to start here. Um, so the big four, what I'm referring to here is actor, best actress, Best Actor, Best Director, and then we're going to end with Best Picture. Uh, so let's start with Best Actor, and I'm going to start with you, Jackie. Mm-hmm. Uh, here are the uh, the nominees. Casey Affleck in Manchester by the Sea. I'm doing this in my movie voice, so like, <laughs> like I'm at the awards. Uh, Andrew Garfield, Hacksaw Ridge, Ryan Gosling, La La Land, Viggo Mortensen, Captain Fantastic, and Denzel Washington in Fences. You are on team... Casey. Affleck, right? <laughs> okay. Team Casey. Well, I knew you were waffling on this, though, right? I are you, was. Are you, are you, with the Oscars uh, coming up, are you firmly on Team Casey? <laughs> or did you go to Team Tenzel? Oh, pressure. Um, so Lots of pressure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to, first, well, so I'm going to stand by Casey. I'm going to stand by Casey. Casey listens, so. Ser- clearly. Um, and <laughs> like, he was very mad about the Lost podcast. <laughs> very. Furious. Um... Yeah, so so I'm I'm still going to remain with uh, Casey Affleck as my pick just because that performance was just, and not to say not to say that Denzel's wasn't because I mean he was amazing in Fences, but like Casey, I I, I don't know that it's when I saw him acting or it wasn't even acting, I felt like I was watching like a real person like just live out his life on screen and that's when you really know that that's it's an it's an oscar like winning performance is when this person that you know that you know is an actor and you see like in interviews and stuff like just totally encapsulate like this character and that's what i felt like casey did because i mean i don't don't know if anyone else could have done that part justice really i mean casey was just perfect for the role and I was very moved throughout the entire film. So I'm going to stick by Casey. But if Denzel ends up winning it, I will not be disappointed. So, <laughs> But do, do you think that Casey Affleck will win then? Oh, for sure. I, he's, <laughs> I, I feel like he's been getting – there's been a lot of buzz about him. And he's won a few of the other awards. He, I know he won Critics' Choice Award. And, and Denzel had won SAG. But then Casey – won another award and I can't remember which one it was but um yeah I I think it might be Casey um but if it's not I I know it might be Denzel because otherwise like I'm looking at the other nominees and like Ryan Gosling he was good but I thought he was a lot better in the big short um so I don't think that that's uh and plus I haven't heard any real like buzz around Ryan Gosling possibly getting it. I've either seen it for Casey or Denzel, so we'll see. So then when we do our Oscar uh, recap one, I'm going to play a <laughs> clip of you saying Ryan Gosling won't win after he no! <laughs> certainly will win there. <laughs> Alright, Adam, so what, what, are your t- what is your take on this? Do you, do you think, uh, are you on Team Casey Affleck for winning? Do you want him to win? Um, I, yeah, I'm sort of in the same boat as Jackie. I'm, I'm torn between Casey and Denzel, I kind of have a feeling Denzel might actually take mm-hmm. it since I feel like he's been gaining steam yeah. as sort of the award season has gone on. And because up until like the past couple weeks, Casey Affleck has kind of been cleaning up in mm-hmm. terms of awards. Um, but I don't know. It's I feel like it's neck and neck. Yeah. But I'm going with Denzel. I think I think is going to take it. 
Okay. But See, again, I, you can play that after this. <laughs> I mean, I, I think Casey Affleck will win, but I know I, I entered an Oscar pool, obviously just for fun, no gambling. Um, and I almost always lose. So my pick <laughs> is wrong. That's why I, I like to get your guys opinion so i can weigh that and and factor that into what i'm picking Um, i do just want to say that i wish ryan gosling had been nominated for the nice guys instead (gasps) of la la land second (laughs) i think jackie's so good in that oh my god he was amazing (laughs) but again comedy gets no respect yeah if it did that would have been your best comedy pick that was nice guys was great yeah (laughs) well i love shane black uh kiss kiss uh, Bang Bang is yeah. one of my favorites. It's so That's underrated. Great. And I just like his, uh, I'm going to go on a little tangent here. It's just the <laughs> way he does it. Like they have a caper, like, like these guys are kind of bumbling. They have a plan and everything goes wrong. Or even something like you'll see in these action movies, like toss me the gun. And he goes to toss it in this movie and it like, goes out the window. It just is, <laughs> it's just as funny. It made me laugh. I, love it. I agree. I like Ryan Gosling more in that yeah. one. Um, so we're going to go to best actress. Um, so here are the nominees. Isabel Huppert in L. Um, I had to re-record a radio tease because I mispronounced her name, <laughs> uh, which I love saying her name now. It's about Uper. It's a great name. She should win right off that. Uh, <laughs> so there, the other ones are Ruth Nega for Loving, Natalie Portman, Jackie, Emma Stone, La La Land, and this person called Meryl Streep. I don't Ooh, know no if I'm idea familiar. <laughs> Florence Foster Jenkins. So we'll start with you, Adam. Who would you like to see win, and who do you think? Will um... I would like to see Ruth Nega win since I was a big fan of Loving and I feel like that really didn't get the attention it deserved. Um, and she's she's so good in it, but it's such a most understated movie that I feel like it kind of flew under the radar. And I think it's the only nomination the, that film ended up getting, which is sad. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think Emma Stone uh, for La La Land is going to win. <laughs> Sorry. For those who can't see, Jackie just <laughs> made a disgusted look and went blah. <laughs> Emma Stone does listen. She's offended. I'm sure. <laughs> but you're, I'm, to be clear, you're probably saying plow because you think there's better performances. Or are you doing yes. it because you didn't particularly like Emma Stone in, I... in this film? Don't get me wrong. Like, she's great. She's great in this film, but her Oscar winning performance was Birdman. Like, to me, the, the performance there was incredible. And like this now I'm like, I feel like she's taking a step back. She was still really good in La La Land, but I don't, I mean, I don't know to compare that to her role in Birdman. I just feel like that was a better performance. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's hard for me is I like Birdman better as a movie. I thought Birdman was a better movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought Emma Stone was great in this. I thought she was yeah. riveting. She was charming. She had my attention. Although my pick, I like Natalie Portman and Jackie. Mm-hmm. I thought she was a powerhouse. Um, there was a performance where she would just show vulnerability one second and then the next she would just flip it on and just be like this intimidating force. And obviously she's you know, kind of tiny, and and she was just like, don't mess with her, and she had the accent go in. Uh, I just, I really enjoyed her performance. Of, yeah, I thought that, and like what Adam sent the score really made Jackie. It it took it up a notch. It's it mm-hmm. stepped up the my overall view of that movie. Yeah, uh, I, this year, uh, actress was such a strong category. I could think of like a handful of other performances that I would have loved to have been nominated and didn't even make the cut. Mm-hmm. So, do you want to give us an example or two? Um. Annette Benning for 20th Century Women uh, was fantastic and uh, absolutely could have easily have been in the category. Um, Amy Adams for Arrival yes. uh, was yeah. I thought equally she good. It. Yeah. And it's hard as those are both kind of understated roles and it seems like maybe some of the flashier roles got it like, oh, you're playing Jackie Kennedy in this or you're, uh, uh, you know, you're singing and dancing and, you know, Annette Benning and, and I think Amy Adams as well. They're more like low key, um, but very powerful mm-hmm. performances. Uh, so, so who do you, who do you think will win though, Adam? Here, do you have a of who? who I think? I I think Emma Stone. You think it'll be Emma? Yeah. Yeah. You think I'll be Emma? Yeah, Emma. it'll be her. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to. Sound you don't think it'll be Isabel Huppert? She? I mean, she. So I mean, she, I would love I for that to happen. If yeah, she. Oh my God, she's so good. She's icy and intimidating and uh yeah she's great so i would i would love for uh isabel huber to win but i don't i don't think she's gonna quite make it i feel like she's actually the closest to possibly upsetting emma stone but 
Yeah. Because Emma Stone still leaves. Okay. So we will go to director now. We're getting there. So here are the nominees. Damien Chazelle, La La Land. Did I say that correctly? Yes. Yeah. Mel Gibson, Hexar Ridge. I said that correctly as well. (laughs) 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 I just realized, I'm like, I haven't said his name out loud before. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't totally butchering it. Not Mel Gibson, Damien Chazelle. Uh, Barry Jenkins, Moonlight. Kenneth Lonergan, Manchester by the Sea. Now I'm really just messing it up. And Dennis Villanueva. His name is hard. Is it? I don't, I'm not positive. I'm not sure how to say it. I, say, I think it's Denis, and I don't know I how say, to say it. I say name. Denis Villeneuve, but Denis. I don't know if that's right. That sounds, I just, that sounds right. That's oh, that how I say great. it. Denis I'm going to have to. Denis Villeneuve? I'll think, like, yeah. Okay. Again, I don't know if I'm out. right, but that's just how I say it. <laughs> I was, I'm like, oh, I haven't said these names out loud, and then I got to that one. And I was like, oh no, <laughs> it's a name you read all the time, and I think yeah. I just kind of like mutter it, and when I'm reading it in my head, and just kind of skip over it. Yeah. Um, and of course, he's he's a fantastic director. Arrival, mm-hmm. um, so many great great movies. Uh, Sicario, yeah, prisoners, which was awesome. Yeah, prisoners, yeah. Um, yeah. So we'll edit out the butchering of the names. <laughs> going <laughs> going beyond that. Uh, We'll start with you, Jackie. Mm-hmm. You know, what's your pick for this? Um, I think you already know it might be Manchester by the Sea. <laughs> um, I mean, because Arrival, I mean, Denis, like, his, I've enjoyed all of his films, except I didn't see, a, there's another one called Incedes, and I don't know if I'm saying that correctly. I haven't sure. seen that one. Are you okay, just mispronouncing yeah, stuff to make me feel good now? <laughs> no, not at all. I really don't know how to pronounce <laughs> that one. But like Prisoners, Sicario, Enemy, which I think, I don't know if it went straight to video because I remember pricking it up at Redbox, but I'm not sure if it was out in theaters. Um, but that was a really good one as well with Jake Gyllenhaal too. Um, and so all of his movies up to this point, like I've really say for one i've really really enjoyed they've been so like the the writing is amazing the acting's always been good you know it, it it's not they're never predictable like you think something's going to happen and it takes a completely different direction but like it just makes the film better and so i, I don't know like i'm i'm on the fence like between arrival and manchester by the sea i really do think those deserve best directing over la la land which i think is going to get it <laughs> yeah i feel like that's the theme of all of these yes. we think la la, la, land, la land is going to win, win and then who we want to win right <laughs> so before we go i'm just going to interrupt we'll do this uh so we had our intern mehmet was here observing and i think he has to head out because i've been talking too much but mehmet would you like to say anything to the listeners out there any of your fans Oh, I just want to say it's a, it's a great honor to intern here at WXXI. I just want to shout out to my family and loved ones. Uh, and uh, thank you for having me here. I appreciate it. Thank you for being here. That's a smart move. You, you, <laughs> thank you, WXXI, shouting at your family. That was well done. That was really thank well you. done. <laughs> All right. Sorry we talked so long. You could, no you could just you could head out. <laughs> so, okay. Best director. Give me a recap here. Yeah, I think... I agree with you. I think Damien Chazelle is going to win. I would love to see Barry Jenkins win mm. um, since we'll get into it. But Moonlight is my favorite film of the year. And it's such a feat of directing as much as uh, La La Land is. And I feel like La La Land is the, the showiest directing. So I feel like that's what gets the attention. Since I mm-hmm. There's that cliche that you can pick who's going to win the Oscar by substituting most for best. So like most directing would definitely be Damien Chazelle. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think uh, the best directed film to me was yeah, Moonlight and sort of the feat that he did. Even even working with the actors, is, is, I believe we talked about the ensemble of that film is is so good and works so well together. And I feel like a lot of that comes down to Barry Jenkins. Mm-hmm. And it's it's so hard to compare them because they're so different. Like Moonlight is mm-hmm. such a different yeah. story than, than La La Land. Yeah. Uh, again, I, I agree. <clears throat> I would I would go for Moonlight in that one. Um, I mean, I, I would be fine with Rival as well mm-hmm. or Manchester by the Sea, which I thought were great. Yeah. Um, again, you know, I, I mentioned this in the Lost podcast, but uh, I enjoyed La La Land and I I really th- I appreciate it. I think it, especially that opening scene was amazing, but it was not one of my top films yeah. of the year. Yeah. Now yeah. playing at the Little. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do that in my radio, Jesus. I mean, it's absolutely worth seeing. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. Great. yeah. It makes a great 
date movie. It's it's you know it's it's fun. It's a fun mm-hmm. movie to go yeah. see. Uh, it's yeah. a little it's a little surprise, a little different than what I expected, and I mean that in a good way. Um, I just think there were stronger movies. I mean, Moonlight yes. was just something that stayed with me that you think about. Mm-hmm. And same with Manchester by the Sea. And I know, Jackie, you've mentioned this in the past, that that's just one you, yes. you're thinking about all the time. All the um, time. And Arrival was, too. I think that was such a cool sci-fi movie. Such a, it is such um, a great message. Just, like, it, it's so pertinent to now. Like, that's that's been my reason for why I've been, like, sighing every time we <laughs> mention La La Land, because... For, to me, like, that's the one that's been, like, the favorite. And I'm, like, I mean, for recent years now, like, the Oscars have paid homage to, like, those movies that really have a message or are really just, like, like hard-hitting. And I feel like a lot of what's up for Best Picture now are those are those types of films. And, like, cause last year it was Spotlight. The year before that was... Birdman, or was it was it Birdman? It was Birdman and then yeah. the year before that was it Twelve Years a Slave? So we're all yes. dealing like they're super like like just hard subjects, you know, to cover. And so I feel like the Oscars have been doing a great job of that and recognizing that. And then we get to this year, and not to like discredit La La Land because I did enjoy it. It's just that there are so many films that were again just very appropriate for like what's going on now and like i mean arrival fences uh hell or high water uh like they're all just really really good and i don't know i feel like more attention needs to be brought to those rather than la la land Mm -hmm. It's a good problem for us as people that love who love movies to have a bunch of good ones to pick from Uh, i'm gonna read the best picture ones now we can go to this Mm -hmm. so we have arrival fences hacksaw ridge Hello or High Water, Hidden Figures, mm-hmm. La La Land, Lion, Manchester by the Sea, and Moonlight. So, I so you you guys both are you both saying you think La La Land's taking home the top prize here? Unfortunately, yeah, I, I mean, yes, yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a stone again. Listen, you gotta be careful here. Okay, so I mean, we kind of like we're getting around it, but. Let's hear. So you both think uh, La La Land is going to win this, but mm-hmm. who would you like to see? Who would you pick? Who is Jackie's best picture? Who is Adam's best picture? We'll go with you first, Jackie. You can oh. do yours, not Adam's. You don't have to name Adam's <laughs> best picture. <laughs> um, I'm actually on the fence. I'm going to step out of the Manchester by on the Sea camp. On the fences? On the fences, yes. Nice. Um, <laughs> was it, though? <laughs> yeah, no, it was. Um, no, as much as I love Manchester by the Sea, um, to me... Like, I really loved Arrival, and I really loved Hell or High Water. Like, Hell or High Water is one of those movies that I haven't really heard tons about. I felt like it's this best-kept secret, because I heard mention of it, and then I had rented it. I saw it and was just absolutely amazed. I always kind of look for, like, those actors who are kind of playing, like, the same roles until they get this really dramatic role. And I'm like, oh, my God, this you should do more of this. So Chris Pine, like, in that movie, he's up until this point played either Captain Kirk or some leadership role where he is kind of acting like Captain Kirk. So for me, I'm like, okay, Chris Pine, let's 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 see, like, your acting range and everything. Mm-hmm. And I think Hell or High Water is – the the movie like to to do that to first introduce us to this this incredible actor because he was like super serious super focused and it was just this spellbinding performance and the the writing is amazing and it's also dealing with uh some times that the people facing like hard times something that we had seen last year with the election and everything and reaching out to those people and i mean it's it's incredible so Dealing with that, dealing with current events, like your messaging, that's what I'm all about. And so I feel like Arrival and Hell or High Water, Manchester by the Sea. And you can also, I mean, I haven't seen Hidden Figures yet. I will be watching it um, at some point this week, but all of those. You have time. Yeah. <laughs> I have days, a little time, yeah. Um, but I will be seeing, the and Moonlight I have to see as well. Um, but yeah, so I, I, it's like a three-way tie between Arrival, Hell or High Water, and Manchester by the Sea for me. Okay. Yeah. Adam, what is what, do you, what would you like to see in here? I already know what you're gonna say. But. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, there are, there are a lot of great films in there, but yeah, my favorite film of the year was Moonlight. So I would love for that to win, since it's just such a beautifully made film, and I feel like its its message of empathy is sort of the perfect thing to mm-hmm. be putting out there right now. So I would love for that to happen. 
but that I was well sad. Too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would be ecstatic with Moonlight winning. And actually, my twist is I, I think Moonlight will win. I, yeah. I think I think yeah. I have a gut feeling that's gonna be, and it would be a surprise. Yeah. I mean, obviously, La La Land's a favorite, so I I could be wrong, but I, I feel like we've seen surprises. Like even Spotlight oh, was yes, yes. Spotlight last so, year wasn't the favorite, right? Um, so <clears throat> I think American Hustle, <clears throat> and that had come out. Excuse me, um, that it was up against Twelve Years a Slave. And so I remember thinking, oh, my God, you'd better not give it to American Hustle. Because at that time, see, to me, American Hustle was this year's La La Land. It was the favorite <laughs> of that year. And I was just like, it wasn't. And, and you know, I like and, American Hustle. And see, and see, we've got, talked about that, too. I like Silver Lining Playbook like, more, though. For Yeah. Um, but, like, but you know what? Even, even then, like, I enjoyed La La Land. I did not enjoy American Hustle. So when it was sweeping every single awards i was like okay oscars come on like give it to 12 years a slave and other films because again i didn't feel like it really deserved the recognition that it was getting and then all of a sudden like that oscars it literally got no awards that year just nothing and then 12 years a slave ends up taking the best picture and then we've seen it again with um was it the revenant that was getting a bunch last yes. year yeah. and then spotlight ended up getting best picture um i'm so happy <laughs> we also saw it with avatar versus hurt locker and hurt locker ended up winning um and i'm forgetting and one seeing other. all these cases the one i liked more ended up winning and yeah. i i just preferred moonlight to la la land mm-hmm. um and uh, you know some of these other ones that i've seen i like manchester by the sea was incredible mm-hmm. uh arrival won't win um but that was that was a movie that was i think it had such a cool concept that yes. which i can't say without spoiling right. it and i don't want to do that because that was part of the enjoyment of it it was just yes. like oh this it just made me think which is what i want from my yeah. movies and it's like that's such a cool concept i didn't even think of that um and just you know that's what you want and same with with moonlight it's like just the me- like you said the message of empathy mm-hmm. you said it perfectly uh it just had me thinking about it afterwards just the story the story of a lifetime of this man's life that it follows through these three stages um it was just beautifully done and I mean, just with the, it was just so poetic and the, it was it had so many good metaphors, the moonlight. Um, I, I just, I kind of feel that it's it's that time, you know, it's La La Land just doesn't feel right to me winning at this point. I, I think it, it should be moonlight. And again, I'm always wrong. So, <laughs> so I can't wait to talk about this Monday. <laughs> uh, so do you guys have anything else to say? Any movies that you would have liked to give a shout out that maybe wasn't nominated for any Oscars at all? Uh, you know, for me, it's Sing Street and Hunt for the Wilder People. Uh, two movies that i adored um i recommend i've been recommending them like all weekend to people i'm like you could see the oscar movies but check out these ones too they're funny you'll laugh you'll smile during them but you also feel other feelings mm-hmm. they're great anything that you guys have you know in, in those categories i was well you know what uh there's okay there's three movies i'm going to mention one of them was uh, or was nominated for um actress in the leading role um Ruth Nega, so for loving, I really felt that that was also like just overlooked. I absolutely adored that film. I yeah. ever since I'd heard like that story as like a little girl, I was like, this needs to be made into a movie or something. And then finally, when Jeff Nichols like came out and said he's directing his movie Loving about you know this interracial couple, I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be incredible. And plus, if it's Jeff Nichols, I mean it's going to be great and it ended up being wonderful and i felt like that should have gotten more recognition um because it's again like something that sort of ties into uh current you know events and everything um the other two um so i was surprised not to see sully up there actually like because that was kind of a surprise yeah i was expecting to see like tom hanks up for that because people have been I've been hearing about it you know forever people talking about it and I know how much like the the award shows love you know giving it to um like based on a true story and everything so I thought I would have saw Sully up there but no and then there's also um uh Birth of a Nation I thought might have gotten something I know there was some controversy with the director mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. and it, it had a lot of buzz uh it was I think Sundance the year before yeah. Yeah. um and then it just when it came out I <laughs> that buzz got to go away and just the right. reviews weren't that weren't as good and yeah. I, I think part of the buzz too I mean it seemed like that Sundance last year was 
during there was a huge controversy the oscars so white where it was like yeah. all white nominees right. and everyone was wowed by this movie um but you can't really say the oscars so white this year i mean there were so many mm-hmm. great films um of this year that well it would have been a big con- controversy if like moonlight or fences or some of these other great mm-hmm. hidden figures were not nominated yeah um so i i think at least me i think that was part of it for birth of a nation it could have been other things um but adam do you have any ones that you that you were disappointed to not um, see on here or any ones that you'd mm-hmm. want to give a shout out to um i'm gonna go back to the documentary category um i was kind of surprised that camera person didn't make it in i was kind of expecting that to to sneak in um sort of a film uh with the director uh Kristen johnson is a cinematographer and she sort of took uh outtakes from documentaries that she's shot and sort of wove them together into this sort of memoir of of her life and sort of the experience of watching films which is it's a tough film to describe mm-hmm. but it's it's amazing um and another documentary tower uh oh, which God. i was just gonna say that one too <laughs> yeah which i thought was great and I believe it did air on uh, XXI. Yeah, it, it still is airing. It I don't did. really know. Yeah, no, it was on last week. Okay. Um, and I, I watched it while it aired because I, I literally like put it in my phone because I saw a promo for it. And I was like, I have so to. So can watch you this. remind us what this is about too? So it's about um, it's it's based on a true story. It takes place in the '60s in Austin, Texas, and at the University of Texas. There's um, uh, just one single sniper that's in this tower part of the campus, and he just starts randomly just shooting at people. And um, so it's really just, like, kind of telling the story through um, this very interesting, like, animation and also through, like, the stories of, you know, people that witnessed it or were shot themselves or um, were affected by it and it's it's this really powerful film because you think about like what this single man has done to like sort of just kind of ruin like people's lives I mean that's like ingrained in their you know memory and everything forever and it's affected so much you know of like their futures and stuff so it's very it's very good and there are also some some uh, perspectives from the cops too that were on scene so it's very interesting yeah, and I sort of what I liked so much about it was it's less a story about the shooter and right. his motivations or even who he was because I don't yeah. think they even say his name until even if no, they I don't know if the they do very, or if they do it's not until like the last few minutes of the, the movie. very yeah the very end because I was also kind of wondering about that too it was like okay are they gonna like talk about the shooter and who he was I think they made a mention that he was a veteran but I think that's yeah. Think that's and since what they focus on is the the sort of stories of uh, heroism and mm-hmm. yeah. the acts of kindness of the people right. who are, were bystanders or the the police officers, yeah. first responders, and it's yeah, it's an incredibly moving film. Yes, definitely. So a lot of movie recommendations out yeah. there before the Oscars. <laughs> we're adding more to it, so you want to add this list. Um, but obviously, there's no deadline. You can watch mo- movies anytime, and you should check out. I think most of the ones we mentioned. There were only a couple that we trashed, which is good. Uh, so I, I want to thank our guest, uh, Jackie McGriff. Jackie, how can people sign up again if they want to be a PBS nerd? If they want to be a yeah, part of this? Yeah. So if you go to wxxi.org/nerd. Um, you can go there and sign up to be a PBS nerd. And then um, you can either make a challenge or also join my challenge, which is the Oscar-nominated film viewing challenge. Um, if you just type an Oscar in the search box, it'll pop right up. Um, and you can sign on and then um, upload your pictures of uh, ticket stubs of movies that were nominated or nominated for the Oscars um, for a chance to get little tickets. Or if you upload a copy of your ballot filled out, um, you could be on our podcast uh, next week for the Oscar review episode. That is a huge win-win. That is so great. <laughs> so we also want to thank Adam Lubito, our favorite uh, city newspaper film critic. Uh, Adam, how can people, where can people go to read the Lubies or your other works as well? Uh, they can find that at rochestercitynewspaper.com or uh, in City Newspaper on newsstands every Wednesday. Um, and they could also follow me uh, on Twitter uh, at Adam Lubito. And I will just say that if I haven't bored people already, I will be covering the actual Oscar ceremony for City, uh, either live blogging through the site or 
uh, live tweeting. Oh, oh I will so. be following you. <laughs> I also will be following you. That is good to know. And and you guys seriously should check out Adam's reviews. I don't know how you review that many movies, how you get to them all, but they're great. Uh, a lot of movies that play at the little too, which is great. So if you're if it's a smaller film that you don't know much about, you're like, what is this? I saw it's playing at the little. You know, Adam will have a review on it and let you know about it, which is fantastic on so many levels. Uh, so before we go to, I do want to mention a, a few things coming up at the little. Uh, like I said, we have our Black Cinema series. Uh, the next one is in March, March 17th, uh, Olympic Pride, Amer- American Prejudice. Um, so this tells the tale of the um, 1936 Olympics. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone knows Jesse Owen. Uh, this kind of tells the story of the other o- Olympians involved. It looks great. Uh, April 4th, we are playing 1984. Yes. Um, the, the one with John Hurt. Um, so that that we would encourage you to go. We'll have more details on that at little.org. Uh, tickets will be on sale soon, so you can check out that. Um, again, thanks to our guests. You guys have, have rocked as always. We'll bring you back next week, and we can talk about how wrong we were. <laughs> that would be great. Uh, Movies and Microphone is brought to you by WXXI and the Little Theater. Remember, it's always a good time to take a little break. <laughs>